Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, if you're just uh, jumping on uh, the show or jumping into your car and starting to listen to the show, the news broke uh, within the last half hour. Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Redskins. Did you hear me just say that? That was a flashback. The Washington Commanders. uh, Adam Schefter, the first to report it. Adam's going to jump on with us at 1220 right around then um, for a few minutes. He's obviously busy today, but he said he would jump on with us for a few minutes, so we'll talk to Adam next hour. We are uh, efforting to get our guy Mickey Spagnola on the show. He's good. Um, No information with respect to the length of the contract. Uh, Ben Standing did report that it's a verbal agreement at this point. 
Uh, but it does look like Washington is going to hire Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator for the last three years. The Cowboys ended up with a top five defense per the DVOA metric for three straight years. And of course, he was in Atlanta as the head coach before that and really made a name for himself as the defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawk teams in 2013 and 2014. Do we have Mickey? All right, we've got Mickey Spagnola. Uh, Mickey is a longtime guest on this show, and we welcome him back, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Mickey texted me and said, do you still want me on? And I said, of course. Want you on even more now that it's official. Um, we want the Dallas perspective on Washington hiring Dan Quinn. So we'll start there, Mickey. First of all, thanks. Hope you're well. Uh, what do you think Washington's getting in Dan Quinn? Well, you're, you're going to get a uh, not only a very good uh, defensive coordinator who's pretty flexible on the things he does, but I think he's a pretty good uh, leader of men. I think he's a type of guy that can command the room. Uh, and I think too many times in the uh, NFL, uh, when they're looking for a new head coach, everybody's looking at a, at a coordinator. Well, sometimes the coordinator does really well uh, just taking care of his end of the business, uh, and you don't look at the big picture. And I think Dan Quinn, having been uh, the Falcons head coach already, uh, has that ability to command the entire room to speak to both sides of the ball. Uh, I think he's very organized, uh, and he's got one of these personalities, I think, that guys just want to follow, and that certainly was the case uh, with the Cowboys' defensive players. How big of a blow do you think it is to Dallas losing him as the defensive coordinator? Well, I, I think if they have been doing their due diligence – uh, this is something that they should have been prepared for over the last couple of years. I mean, his last two years, he did the, you know, was on the interview circuit, uh, and you had to know uh, or have an idea where you were going to go from there. So uh, I would imagine the third time around, and when they saw him getting uh, second uh, interviews, that uh, that they had to brace for the fact that, you know, these jobs don't keep coming along. Uh, and there's only 32 of them, uh, well, actually 31, since he wasn't going to get the Cowboys head coaching job, uh, that uh, you better be ready for him uh, to get one of them. So uh, I think it's a, you know, a loss for this defense. Uh, the, the only uh, problem, uh, or you know, I don't know if it's a problem, but consolation is uh, defense didn't play pretty, very well in that preseason loss to Green Bay. Uh, the Packers scoring, what was it, six touchdowns and seven possessions, uh, whatever it came to, or it might have been seven and eight. Uh, and so there was kind of a sour taste there. But uh, I understood what happened in that game because they got exposed in a couple positions where they came up one player short at linebacker and one player short in the secondary because of injuries. He tried to mask those deficiencies, and they didn't do a very good job of it. So, uh, again, uh, I'm not sure where the Cowboys go from here. Uh, they certainly got uh, somewhat of a candidate that uh, had been being groomed to be a defensive coordinator, and Joe Witt Jr., who was with Mike McCarthy. 
uh, in Green Bay. Uh, and, you know, there's kind of three defensive-minded coaches out there that were head coaches without jobs right now. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. You don't yeah, – well, first of all, Belichick's obviously not going to come in as a defensive coordinator, but you don't think Vrabel would, do you? Well, I don't know. You never know what a coach will do to stay uh, mm-hmm. in the game, right? It's almost like this coaching stuff – uh, it, it, it's toxic. You you just have to keep doing it. So, I mean, who knows? You you can come in uh, one year and they'll be coaching jobs again next year, right? Uh, that people will be looking for somebody. So, I don't know. I just threw that out. You know, of course I was going to ask you about the last game. Mickey Spagnola joining us. Uh, Mickey's been on with us so many times over the years, at Spags52 on X on Twitter. He has been a longtime columnist covering the Cowboys, uh, part of Cowboys Radio TV, part of DallasCowboys.com. Um, and we've had great conversations about the two teams and their matchups over the years. Um, that game was hideous defensively. You just kind of went into the explanation, and I was going to ask you about the explanation, but that had to leave just, I mean, the, the game in general was such a big, big disappointment given the expectations heading into the postseason. But to me, Mickey, that loss was so much less about Dak and so much more about the defense. Oh, no, absolutely so. You know, I understand the interception return for a touchdown. Uh, They had another interception. uh, But just because you have an interception and you get the ball at the 20-yard line doesn't mean the defense has to let them score a touchdown, right? So here's what happened. They they had been playing basically all season long trying to fake the the linebacker position. Uh, And against the, the... you know, also ran teams. They were able to pull it off by playing a big safety at linebacker with Damone Clark in place of Leighton Vanderesh. They just didn't have enough linebackers. They drafted one in the third round, DeMarvian Overshone. They had big plans for him, and he tears his ACL uh, in training camp. And they really never replaced the linebacker position. And I thought that in that game, uh, Green Bay exploited uh, the linebacker spot, trying to play Marquise Bell out of position all season long and act like he's a linebacker along with J. Ron Curse. So, at, and then after that, when in the final game, by the way, against Washington, Stefan Gilmore uh, suffered the shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, he was able to finish that game. Uh, but in order to play in the next game, he had to play with a shoulder harnessed that needed surgery immediately after they lost the game. Uh, so they tried to disguise that by trying to play zone because they didn't have another cornerback on the team, uh, a third cornerback that they trusted uh, to step in and play left corner. So they tried to play zone, which they did very, very little of that all season long. And I, I mean, you you don't have to be an NFL expert to know that they got exposed. They didn't know how to play zone. There were uh, Packer wide receivers running so wide open. The touchdown pass to the tight end, 
he was so open, he stood there with his back to the end zone waiting for the ball to get to him before he finished the final 20 yards for the touchdown, and there wasn't a Cowboy player within 20 yards of him. So they just failed miserably trying to go in the, in the playoff game, play in zone, uh, and got exposed badly uh, by the Packers. And the other thing I'd like to point out, that if you look at the losses the Cowboys had, uh, the, the, the six losses, They were all to teams except for Arizona. Five of the six were to teams with winning records, uh, teams that uh, ended up uh, in the playoffs. So, again, the the schedule was padded with some easy games against teams with losing records, uh, and maybe the best victory they had all season was 20-19 over Detroit. Yeah. Um, when Dan Campbell decided to try to go for two from the seven-yard line uh, after that questionable call. And then he got the benefit of another call and missed it on the last one. Um, All right, so the next big question here about Dan Quinn, Mickey, will be staff. Yeah. You you haven't thought about it, obviously, because you're not thinking about it from our perspective. But on that Dallas staff, who would you – who should Dallas be concerned – that Dan, that that Quinn might take to Washington. Yeah, and I think a lot of that'll have to do with what the Cowboys decide to do with the coordinator spot. Because of Dan Quinn's being smart, right? And this happens too many times, Kevin. And I think we've seen it. A guy gets a head coaching job because of what he did as a coordinator, right? And then you get the head coaching job. And then you become the head coach and let somebody else coordinate the position that you were excelling in. Uh, I'm thinking if he's smart, he's going to take over the defense. And then he brings in a guy as defensive coordinator uh, in name only, the guy that's going to do all the, 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 the back work, right? And then you end up calling the defense. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that's what he's got in mind or if somebody thinks, well, I'm better off staying where I am uh, although if you're going to get a, a, a title like that, you might go. Um, you know, a lot of people kept bringing up Joe Witts Jr.'s name, but he, he's a McCarthy guy. He got here with the Cowboys because of McCarthy, so I don't know if he would leave or if they would elevate him uh, to the, the coaching job. Uh, I know Dan thought the world of Al Harris, the defensive back coach, right. Uh, and, and so he could possibly uh, be a candidate uh, to go with him. And, again, you don't know what contracts are, uh, but those guys right there, um, Aiden Dirty, uh, the defensive line coach, has had some interviews for defensive coordinator jobs. Uh, and and uh, so uh, we'll see where, where that one goes. So th- those two guys right off the bat. But I think your big question is, who's the offensive coordinator? Right, uh, because that's always the key when you hire a. De- and if you've seen a lot of the coaching jobs got yeah, filled by the defensive guys. guys. Yeah, and so now the defensive guy, and I went through this when the Cowboys hired Jimmy Johnson uh, in '89, and he hired Dave Shula as his offensive coordinator, who just was in over his head for two years. And they, the defensive-oriented uh, head coach can't fix the offense no matter what the offensive coordinator's doing if it's not working. And Jimmy didn't turn that team around until North Turner got here. Uh, and in the first 
year they winning record and they get start their streak of playoff uh, appearances. So the big question is, and I'm sure that was the question Dan Quinn had to answer in the interview, who are you going to get as your offensive coordinator? And I think that's the big question uh, that'll face them. And he may already know, he may already have this in hand, uh, that I'm getting this guy to be my offensive coordinator, but I think that's the important hire for him. Yeah, no doubt. And there are possibilities coming from San Francisco where the new GM Adam Peters was, uh, guys like uh, Clint Kubiak and and uh, Brian Greasy. But I was just curious if there's anybody on the offensive staff, the quarterback's coach, Scott Polzine, Brian Schottenheimer doesn't call plays. You know, McCarthy took that back after Kellen Moore left. Um, do you think there's anybody on the offensive staff that Quinn would be interested in taking here to Washington? Off the top of my head, um, you know, it, it, you mentioned Schottenheimer, uh, you know, that's a possibility, um, because he's the offensive coordinator, but again, Mike McCarthy's running the offense, calling the plays, right? Uh, so if if you took him, you're handing the whole thing over to him, and you know he's got a long history of having those jobs. Um, so I, I I would think from the offensive staff, uh, you know that would be, um, and I'm just going over my rolodex of offensive coaches that that probably would be the guy uh, if if you know they they could do that. But again. That's a lateral move, right? So the Cowboys would have to give you permission to be able to do that, I would imagine. Right. Um, what's he been like to deal with from your perspective, from a media perspective? Oh, one of the best. Uh, you know, every Monday uh, we get to meet with all three coordinators, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, and Dan Quinn comes into the room, uh, into the interview room, gets to the podium, and he'll give us about a, I don't know, depending on the game, uh, two to five minute assessment of the of the previous game and what happened. Just breaks it down without any questions, and then he opens it up for questions. And a lot of times, the best thing we get is what he says right off the start. So uh, he's been good, uh, you know, to to the the reporters. Uh, if somebody you know, kind of tries to, he doesn't really speak after the games as a coordinator, uh, but boy, he, he'll fill your notebook up on Monday and, and good stuff and, and honest stuff too, by the way. Uh, so, and you can pull him off to the side at times uh, and, you know, throw a question at him or walk down the hallway with him. Uh, and, and, he, and he's pretty good uh, on answering questions and, and being uh, honest and not trying to, you know, just give you stock answers. So, from a media standpoint, uh, I would imagine anybody you talk to here in the DFW area, the area, he, they would tell you he's a media darling. The defenses have been outstanding in Dallas, uh, you know, notwithstanding the, the final game this year against Green Bay. Um, always among the lead leaguer, league leaders in turnovers. They were number one in 2021 with 34 takeaways, number one in 2022 with 33 takeaways. They were 13th this year in the NFL with 26 takeaways. How do you think, from a football standpoint, he's able to generate that much uh, in the way of takeaways? Good talent, understood, but this has been a hallmark of a lot of his defenses. Yeah, and and, and a, an aggressive defense, uh, and preaching uh, those types 
of things. Uh, and, and, you know, I go back to, you know, I said aggressive, except for that Green Bay game when they sat back and played so much zone uh, and, and they got burned. But normally it's uh, a lot of man defense. Uh, he doesn't mind blitzing. Uh, he'll mix it up uh, where he plays his uh, defensive front, defensive ends, playing defensive tackles in passing situations. Uh, that all has been very good. I think the only thing uh, that I can think of that uh, was a deficiency was the Cowboys' run defense. Uh, you know, in, in all six losses, uh, they gave up at least 109 yards rushing, uh, 200 and what was it, 222 to yeah. uh, Kansas City, 263 to Buffalo, 170 to San Francisco. Uh, their run defense was lacking, but again, a lot of that had to do uh, with uh, not enough um, bodies. I, I'm not going to even say talent, just linebacker bodies on the team. Uh, teams are going two tight ends, and they're, you know, I saw on the goal line in that Green Bay game, they're going two tight ends, first and goal at the three, and the Cowboys are out there with six defensive backs. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, they were a little bit shorthanded from that standpoint. But one of the things that has to improve uh, is, or the Cowboys need to improve with them or without them was the run defense. Will Micah Parsons, the star of that defense, will he miss Dan Quinn a a bunch? He says he will. Um, And uh, uh, that's an interesting one because they've got to – uh, decide on picking up his fifth-year option in May. I think it's May 2nd. Uh, this is his fourth year. Um, do they want to just pick up the option? Do they want to try to sign him to an extension? Uh, does he want an extension? Uh, but he, he thinks the world uh, of Dan Quinn. Uh, now, some of that is that I don't know if he got his way or what, but he got to play a lot of defensive end where I still think he gets neutralized too many times where he wouldn't be uh, at linebacker. Uh, that, that was my only uh, kind of criticism. But then if he's not at defensive end, they, they were kind of shorthanded on another full-time defensive end to play along with uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. So that's one of the things the Cowboys got to deal with uh, this year with or without Quinn. Last one uh, from Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. And if you're just jumping into your car and turning on the radio, Dan Quinn is the new head coach in Washington. It was broken by Adam Schefter and others just over an hour ago. Um, and looking at the free agents that the Cowboys have, I mean, Teron Smith might retire, right? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes it comes down to money, right? Is it, am I getting paid what I think I'm worth to go through another season? I mean, he didn't play all that bad. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, it, it was pretty good, at least pass protection-wise. Um, so, yeah, they've got 16 unrestricted free agents. And, and the other thing that I noticed uh, and just kind of dawned on me, because uh, everybody's making a big deal about Dak going into the final year of his contract. Well, they got four or five other starters going into the last year of their contract too. Uh, so they got a lot of work to do uh, this off season. And, you know, and of those 16 uh, unrestricted free agents, if my memory's correct, seven or eight of them are either starters or significant contributors to this team. 
Yeah, defensively, you know, a guy like Armstrong played well at times. Fowler, those guys are free agents. Could you see them? I mean, Washington's got a lot of holes uh, roster-wise and a lot of them on defense. What what about Armstrong and and Fowler in particular? And a lot of money, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure he's probably looking at some of those guys because Armstrong was a good – a good soldier. He wasn't a starter, but seven and a half sacks as a rotation guy, uh, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Fowler's been on one-year deals. Um, and, and so, you know, Gilmore was on a one-year deal. Uh, so, yeah, if you look at some of the guys on, on defense, uh, you know, there are some of those guys that are going to be uh, available. And I'll guarantee you, uh, from a free agent recruiting standpoint, if he gets you in the office, you're probably not leaving without a contract. He can sell, is what you're saying. He, he's he's like he's like what I used to say about Jerry Jones. If Jerry calls you into the office and not just football, you're buying but a seven of them arrangement, you will not leave without signing the contract. Right? He'll talk you into it. And I Mick. think I think that's the kind of guy Dan Quinn is. Uh, he's a good people person. Let's put it that way. Mickey, you're the best. Thanks so much for doing this. Hope you're well. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. See ya. Yep. Mickey Spagnola at Spags52 on X. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.